0: Do you want to know how to actually build E, E-A-T, authority, real authority within your own website? Hi, I'm Jared Krause, host of the Buying Online Business podcast. And today I'm speaking with another guest, Kyle Roof, who's been on before. He's responsible for the development implementation of all SEO techniques used by the SEO agency, High Voltage SEO and the SEO Tool Page Optimizer Pro. There'll be a link to that as well. Kyle is also the co-founder of Internet Marketing Gold, a global community of 3000 plus SEO professionals who test and prove cutting edge SEO techniques. Kyle's SEO techniques and discoveries are followed by many SEO professionals and businesses and leaders in the space. He has been featured in many respected publications and is a regular speaker on SEO and SEO testing at conferences throughout the world. He's been on the podcast multiple times. And in this podcast episode, Kyle and I talk about E-E-A-T and what E-E-A-T stands for. Experience, expertise, authority, and trust. What that looks like in like a a visualization. But then where people get E-A-T incorrect and why they think having a big authority outside of their site is really important. And then we move into talking about what they need to do to actually build real E-A-T with In their site and what are the things they kind of need to tick off with different types of schema authors and different pieces of content and internal linking as well so there's so much within this podcast episode if you're wanting to not get rattled by google with the e-e-a-t updates make sure you tune in this podcast episode it's going to be super duper valuable kyle welcome back
1: hey thanks for having me great
0: to be here yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We had a little chat off air. Uh, everybody that ha- doesn't know Kyle yet, check out episode 110 that Kyle and I have done. Uh, a bit more about Kyle's backstory and and what Kyle does. And this one, we're just going to go straight into some solid SEO things and debunk a few things, right? And, and And chat about a lot of noises out there that people may not have clarity on. Kyle, you you emailed me and said, "Hey, like I'm looking to chat about this sort of stuff. Like I think that needs to be talked about." And everybody listening, I think it's about ninety nine point nine nine percent of people that that email me to come on the podcast. If they get a decline, <laughs> they don't really like. We have the team though; the team just sort of shut them down. They don't really get get um, on to my end. So, um, but yeah, when you when you reached out, I was like, "Yeah, let's." Let's let's chat about this because it's going to be a good subject to, to give clarity on. So E-A-T, right? Expertise, authority, and trust. And then there's E-E-A-T. Tell, tell us more about that, Carl.
1: <laughs> they just added an extra E for fun. Yeah,
0: just chuck an extra E on, just make it just a little bit more confusing.
1: Well, it's kind of like, I feel like Google will always rebrand about every 18 months. You know, whatever, anything they've got going on, they will just run through a rebrand <laughs> for no Apparent reason. So the extra E that they add on is called experience. Yeah, it's pretty poorly defined. Uh, when you read through what they're talking about, it's kind of like a person with experience has experience. It's like, all right, <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. But something that they emphasized was that of the E factors, the trust is, is the kind of the, the the base kind of thing. Like it's in the middle, and then your other E. Uh, your um, uh, your authority and your other e all kind of kind of form around that but kind of trust is kind of that center point that's the biggest thing that they're looking at
0: yeah so the you what what you're saying um, you've got EAT which came out first expertise authority and trust and that's basically mm-hmm. the the core of the trust and then on the outside of like once you've got the trust then you have the outer e which is an outer maybe an outer layer which is experience on-site experiences or are you talking about uh, a,
1: actually? They're saying like kind of group. like trust is kind of like a uh, trust is like a circle yeah. in the middle, and then there are the other three kind of form circles kind of outside uh, of that, They're kind of latching onto it. But trust is kind of that core
0: center. Yeah, concept. and then you have experience. So the two E's is experience, authority, and trust. Well, you got ex, ex, so break so break down that E, e So you got experience, expertise, uh-huh, expertise sorry, ex, ex, and expertise. authority.
1: Yeah are those other like kind of circles yeah, of the, yeah. the the t the trust and the, the experience
0: so you got experience expertise authority and trust and we're talking about with experience it's experience like provable experience in the niche or in the space right
1: see that's one of the things that you know i often think about how far outside of your site do you think Google's going to want to go when it's looking at your site to rank your site for particular reasons, and actually, uh, maybe taking one step back, the purpose of EAT really is: should Google put your site in the index in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, should this even should this even be here? And I really think it probably has something to do when, when you hit a certain traffic amount. Like you're getting a certain, or you're running for a certain number of or Is you're getting a certain amount of exposure, and then Google will do an eat kind of evaluation on you, see, like should you even be here? You know, like should we even be putting you here in, in the first place? And that's kind of like what the whole point of that is so then you have to think about so If Google's gonna come and crawl your site for this thing how far outside your site will Google actually go to gain information and I have a real hard time believing that Google is gonna be like well, let's click on their LinkedIn let's go over there oh hey look at this resume oh well, hey oh maybe they did a book let's click over there and look at that and then oh that looks really good like they're not there's no chance I think that Google's
0: gonna well, be spending the time each sought yeah.
1: yeah so I still believe that it's, it's everything that's on your site you know, it's everything on your site that a bot can find as a bot can crawl through your site. That's where these signals have to live, and, and that's really what you have to put forward or put kind of your best foot forward. I think it's also really important to understand that it's not just doing one thing. Because people we were like, oh, I got hit and I had that one thing. Well, you may have been missing enough of the other things. It's, it's ticking enough of the boxes here within each of these categories to kind of pass through this evaluation. And I also don't think it's it's also a very important point. None of this will actually help you rank. Like having a lot of these things on your site aren't going to help you rank. But the idea is that it will help you keep your rank once you kind of get that evaluation.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, there's so many things to break down there. So- you feel that once your, a site gets to a certain level of traffic, Google starts to go, "Hang on, you're getting a decent amount of traffic. Let's actually test to see if you you deserve that amount of traffic based on your trust levels and your experience." Do you have Do you have right. a ideology around like could it be like you know fifty thousand page views a month, a hundred thousand page views a month, and is that why you also see a lot of sites that can get away? And I see a lot of sites, smaller sites for sale, that are. Depends on what you call cheap, but I would say they're they're cheaper sites and they they don't have they don't have any EAT and they they're getting away with it to a certain extent because I guess they haven't really reached that threshold of traffic level.
1: I, I think that's exactly right. I don't know what the particular number is, but it's one of the things like as you start to grow, um, you're really sitting on a time bomb by not addressing these issues. And the things that we're gonna run through today are not earth shattering. You know, they're not like, oh my god, it's gonna take a half a day. To knock everything out. And Correct. if your site isn't worth half a day, you know, then then I'm not sure what what, what you're doing. You know, that's kind of the, the bottom line. And, you know, it's not obviously the easiest things of all time, but still it's not the worst. Uh, it's interesting. So a guy named James Dooley who runs uh, fatrank.com, he's got a running theory. And you should look at his site. Um, he's got a whole article on EAT uh, and actually E-EAT now where um, sites that have been hit. And it's, it appears that they've been hit by... Um, and uh, an EAT evaluation, all seem to have the same referrers. So you can kind of identify when Google actually might have come to your site through a specific referrer, and then you know you've, if you've actually had the evaluation uh-huh. yet or not. I can't remember the top one he's, he's identified it, but go to his site, fatrank.com, and you can look up and search for EAT with that, or just do a Google search on the, on the domain. And you can see it, but he lists uh, the main one, and I think maybe five or six other potential referrers that these could be when Google is doing the evaluation. Yeah. So I would definitely check out the article he's written because he spent a little more time on that specific act, act uh, aspect of it than I have. Cool,
0: All right? Check that out, guys. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, we'll try and get a link for that. Once the site starts to, you know, hit the traffic threshold, or this is a hypothesis as well, guys. we you know we're we're guesstimating um, how Google works because we don't know for sure in fact, but based on data and speaking to a lot of other uh, SEOs, right? It's like this is a likelihood. Uh, But with that likelihood of, say, a a site meeting a certain traffic threshold, and then before a referrer link would come and check out the site, Google's not going to spend that much time going through a LinkedIn profile and then work out how long they've worked for this company and see if that's actually proven to be true or whatnot. What are some of the things that are important to have then on the site that you feel Google actually spend some of their cruel budget on.
1: Yeah, when you look at the first one, like trust, which is uh, likely, be, as Google stated, is the most important. The very first thing that I think they're looking at is who's responsible for this content. If somebody follows this advice and they get harmed, who can they contact? Or if they follow this advice and they have issues, who can they contact? Now, who is ultimately responsible for this? And it should be a real business. You know, that there is a company behind this website. I've had some people argue with me about it, like, well, you know, I'm not a company. It's like, well, are you making money with this website? <laughs> then you should be. <laughs>
0: You know? <laughs> we talked about this last and, and that's kind but, of like I remember we, what's you, that? Said you said the exact same thing last time I remember it's, yeah oh, no, I remember? But it's important <laughs> yeah. it's still
1: very it's still very very it's still very very important um so is there a real company behind us do you have a local yeah. address you know on, on the site that it's your business address do you have a local phone number do you have multiple email addresses mm. on the site so not just like a blank contact form that everyone knows goes nowhere but actually different multiple ways to contact different offices or, or different departments within your, within your company. Do you have an about the company page that talks about the company and has organization schema on it? Do you have an about the team page, which then uh, has the people behind the company on it? You know, and and again, it's, it's not just having one of those things or it is, you know, it's the idea of ticking enough of these boxes to show that you are a real company and that something is There is an entity that is responsible for the words that are on this website.
0: And you have authors that have their own author page, like you're saying, and they're linked to the team page. And on the team page, you've got the different person for the different departments with their own different email address. And the company can be one address with one phone number. Right, something like that's that. exactly right.
1: That's exactly right. And again, a lot of people talk about, oh, I don't want to put uh, um, a web uh, an address down. You know, I work from home or something like that. Well, real companies have figured out how to do that, and they've figured out how to do it for quite some time. I would take the moment <laughs> to figure it out. It's not, it's not overly yeah. tricky. Kind of saying within that trust vein. You know, when you look at, it, is there a real company there? Then you want to say, like, is this a real website? And a real website will have things like. A current copyright, a privacy policy, terms and conditions, refunds, complaints, cookie notices, GDPR, ADA compliance if you're in areas where you need that, um, mobile friendly, limited 404s, no 500s, errors, SSL, that kind of stuff. So all like that basic stuff that you probably should have anyway, that would indicate, those would all be indicators on the trust side that this is also a real website. So you kind of have real business, real website. And those would be the things that I would hone in on that a bot can easily look for to determine if they're actually there, if those signals exist on
0: your site. How do you feel like, so say a site has all that, somebody's just gone to the, the effort and they've made sure they've got their team page with their team on it and then each author, you know, the address, the phone number, also the terms and condition pages and whatnot. How do you feel Google is measuring experience, like the experience of these authors in their particular niche is that is it I physics? don't think they are okay <laughs> I,
1: like I, don't, I don't I don't think they are and you know and so it kind of maybe maybe a better way to look at it would be maybe in the expertise part of that you know, is this person an expert you know within the field and a lot of people get confused here and they think like I need a, a PhD or I need a doctor a medical doctor to write my content and I think it's important to understand that Google's not in the value judgment game you know they're not going to sit down and be like well what's better here uh, a degree from Stanford or, or a degree from MIT. Who knows? Nor does Google care. <laughs> you know, like, or they're not going to be like, well, this person has 10 years of experience in a degree from a small liberal arts college. This person has four. I mean, it's not, that's not anything yeah. that I think they're going to do. And as we kind of we were talking about earlier, how far outside of your site is Google going to want to go to really look at that and spend time on that? And I, I don't, I don't think, going to want to do anything. But what you need to establish is that it's a real person. That's the signal that you want to put out. So on those author pages, you want a person schema. And within that person schema, you can do the same as and the same as can link out to um, a, Wik- a a Wikipedia page. If that person is that famous or a LinkedIn uh, a URL or maybe within the industry, if there are pages where they would be listed, you know, they're at this university or they're within this organization you can list all those same as and you're really just doing enough to show that this is an actual person and i think that's the most important signal is that not that this person is an established expert because i don't think you can really do that uh, within what google will want to do but you can show that this is an actual human and that's the most important thing is, is establishing that, it's, that it is it is actually someone
0: and so what about these these sites and i've seen so many of them where people have authors on the page a lot of the content is clearly written by non-first English-speaking writers and then they have a, a LinkedIn profile that they're linking to. And the LinkedIn profile doesn't like, you know, they've got like two connections on LinkedIn and nothing else on their profile. How important is that? Do you, do you feel that Google just wants to see at least a handful of external links or one external link to something that looks relatively close to the person or? That's yeah,
1: one of the things where you want to, you know, I would say that's the up to you on how much you want to do to establish that somebody is real. I don't think Google's going to punish somebody for being a non-native English speaker. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of non-native uh, English speakers that are experts in certain things, and their written English is, is not going to be as good as perhaps someone else's. Yeah, sure. is. But that doesn't make them less of an expert. You yeah. know, like they could be more of an expert. They just don't write yeah. English very well. And so I don't think you know, Google's going to punish somebody for that. I really do think it is just establishing as well as you can that this is a human being. Yeah, and then that's, that's what you want to do. So the more you can do, the better there. Uh, I don't know that it's a minimum, like, you, you have, well, you probably at least have to have one <laughs> URL. But I don't know that there's necessarily that number, like, and the tipping point is three. You know, but it's just like as much as you can do to show that this is a human
0: is, is the idea. So person schema, organize it like company schema. Would you feel that having a Wikipedia page for the for the person because it's Google can crawl that it's going to be better than a LinkedIn.
1: Absolutely. If And if you can't get uh, Wikipedia because maybe they're not famous yep. enough, you can do Wikidata, which is also something that Google will okay. crawl. And often within Wikidata, you can identify that someone is a person. And then a, and a very important point here then would be once you've got that established, so that's on their author bio mm. page, right? When they actually write something for you and they write that article, Within that, then you've got author schema and the author schema references that author bio page
0: that you put yes. together. You know
1: what I mean? So you're actually then referencing that work that you did to establish that they're human. They're like, so this article was written by this person. Check out this link to go over here and see that they're yeah, an actual and person. And that's on
0: their author page and in their schema with both links. And would that be the same for links where say the person is featured in like a some sort of PR public relations way on another site as well, because Google will have Budget to crawl that versus getting off into LinkedIn.
1: So again, I'm not sure how much Google's really going to go and crawl and look. I think it's more of the existence of the link, to be honest. And there might be a few that Google would, and I think Wikipedia might be one. Uh, I think Wikidata might be one, but I really don't know, and I don't think you can count on that <laughs> that, that Google's going to like go and investigate your people and I don't think that's what it is at all. But it's just the 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 signals that you're putting out there saying like this person's done these things, they've got all these things, you can go check it out. I think that is the that's the
0: key. Yeah. What I like about it is that Google's um, oh. making sites and site owners take some level of responsibility for what they're putting out there, which is going to make help, I believe, help when people have even just a sense of responsibility, they're gonna do better work which I believe is going to allow us to have better sites and the internet to be, to be better. So a lot of people may be wanting to hide behind the screen and all of that sort of stuff and, and, uh, be anonymous, but it's going to make the landscape for us as a whole better too.
1: Well, no, that's exactly right. And that's to Google's point. That's why Google fights spam. You know, they ask, is this adding anything to the conversation? You know, like, is this actually benefiting anyone in any way? You know, is this, is this good? Uh, In the sense of that, it is still like that. It's information out there that um, that can benefit, but on top of that, is somebody responsible? You know, is somebody actually behind the stuff? I think it's all part of the mission, and just makes sense. You know, of why they would want to put a website. Why would they want this article to be ranking for a particular term in the first place if you can't establish who wrote it, uh, and if nobody's going to actually end up taking responsibility for it?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you feel Google will evolve in? measuring the authority and the trustworthiness of sites say in, in, in years to come like this is you know we're recording this in 2023 say in five years 2027 how do you how do you feel this may evolve and obviously this is speculation um, but a lot of it can happen a lot of it can be true and how do you feel that we should be, pe- be preparing as site owners so we can be on the benefit side of an algorithm change <laughs>
1: Well, and that's, that's a great point. And I think that actually kind of gets into the authority section because, again, a lot of people mistake this one thinking that authority means, okay, this is where I need the, the PhD, right, to, to write myself. And that's not what being authority means at all. Being authority is actually having topical authority, meaning you've answered all the questions. And that is the best way to Google proof yourself and your site is to answer all the questions that somebody might have about a particular niche or concept or keyword or category or what have you because the idea is that if somebody can go and get the answer there, that's something that Google will want to put into uh, uh, the index. Additionally, those kind of things will often help build up your whole, it's like as you rank for those longer tail terms, answering those questions, your site gets stronger. You rank for more keywords, you start getting more traffic, you're less susceptible to updates. So that's one of the things like looking forward, what can you do? This is, that's actually one of the biggest things you can do. A lot of these other things are just kind of ticking the box and doing what you should have been doing in the first place for a website. But authority is that now where you're doing like the keyword research, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the research into a particular topic and you're making sure that you're covering the breadth of that topic.
0: And answering it in a good way that ranks well, which can allow you to have your site be more stable and benefit when an update is to come about, right?
1: That's exactly right. Uh, that is a that, that 100% correct. And um, kind of looking forward to the future. I, you know, this is what we saw in 2022 and 21, like the sites that started to do this really started to prepare very, very well. And this is something that I do a lot with on the agency side with my clients is that this is the keyword research that we do like, hey, we want to answer these questions, we want to get this information. So our site starts ranking for a lot more keywords. Now, even though they aren't maybe the exact huge money phrase that will take a long time to win, like terms that we can win this moment but that are the things that people are asking or the information that people need about these concepts. And um, I can tell you that's been gangbusters for us is doing um, research strategy and content strategy around these terms, around these questions and getting that on the site as quickly as possible.
0: And the best way to find that, right, is because sometimes people might be in space and they just have, they have the idea of there's this question, I'm going to try and I'm going to answer it, but it may not be the same type of question that everybody's asking. And that's why we're, Google can be a good teacher in the sense that using even those five little suggestions of different questions to ask at the bottom of the search results.
1: No, you're, you're exactly right. Let Google be the guide. You know, I've always said that the secret is hiding in plain sight. You know, Google shows you what it likes, but then it also will show you what is semantically related, what is connected to your topic. That's in those people who also ask That's in um, the related keywords. That's in the other things that might be within the SERP. Sometimes there's a carousel, right, that shows, like, all the different types of of images. You might want to look at that and and, and consider getting those kind of things on your page so you can rank for those types of things. And in doing so, uh, that's going to demonstrate authority. That's going to show that you have provided all the answers. If somebody comes to your site, they can get the information that they might need. And um, that's only going to help you within these EAT evaluations, but that's going to help you rank. Uh, that's going to help you move forward as your site and get stronger and make you less susceptible to any kind of updates in the
0: future. Yeah, I love it. So authority not in the sense that I am an authority in the space because I have a PhD or a degree or, or whatever it is. It's, it's covering topics that are important and, and relevant information and helping people and serving people with answers in your niche, which buys you the authority because you're covering those topics. And does that compound and lead into trust because you've covered so many topics at breadth and you've answered them in a way that people like, oh, this resonates with me and it makes sense and this is a great answer. Is that where the T comes in where it buys you trust as well because you're covering topical authority?
1: Yeah, it has to. For sure it
0: has to. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and I mean, that kind of goes back to fundamentally when those pages start ranking for more and more terms and they're getting more and more traffic that boosts the links, the internal links that you have on those pages. And so that's where it kind of comes in, how this kind of dovetails into uh, the ranking algorithm part of it. It, it is just in that. And, you know, that's, you know, links are a way to think of link equity is, is a way to, is to think of it as trust. Right. Is this a trustworthy link? And the more you're doing this, the more you're, these pages are gaining their own terms and gaining their own traffic, the more trust essentially that they're going to pass.
0: Yeah, yeah. Understanding the E, E-A-T now, and the trust is comes from the topical authority and, it, and it's a flow-on effect of those outer, outer shells that we've covered. So we've got all the way down to trust. And then you mentioned links and how links can help with the trust. Can, we, can you give us a bit of explanation what you mean by that?
1: Sure. So what I'm going to do, is I would say I've got my target page about a particular keyword that I'm going after, and then we discussed you know the the people also ask those questions that are kind of around that mm-hmm. topic. I'm going to look for three or three to five of those just as a manageable number, and and these are questions that didn't quite fit on on the page. You know it's, sometimes those some of those questions are excellent to be on the page because they answer a very specific question that's extremely on point and that's good content to have on that particular page. But sometimes they're just outside of it. I'm going to look for those. And I'm going to create those pages so that I can try to rank for them quickly. And I'm going to link them all together. And I'm going to link them up to my target page. Now, URL structure doesn't matter here at all. These are links within the body. These are links on the page, on those kind of supporting pages that I've created. I'm going to link them up to my target page. So as they gain those keywords, as they gain that traffic, they're going to then pass more juice up to my target page. Gotcha.
0: So all of these supporting pages are have in have an internal link or one at least one internal link to that target page or hub page or pillar page people might call it. Is that right? That's exactly right. Exactly right. Gotcha. And so that helps with the trustworthiness of each target page because all of those keywords that are ranked with their own supporting pages are holding up that target page and adding weight and value to it, right? Is that what you're saying?
1: That's exactly right. So it's, it's kind of those things where you're covering the authority part of it you know, and getting into that topical authority where you're answering everything. In doing so, you know, links are votes, you know, links are that like link equity is trust. And so in a sense, it kind of does tie back into that trust concept as you're passing more juice to your target pages.
0: Great. And so that's internal links. Now, backlinks from other sites can work in the same way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and this is just an open discussion. It's not me. I'm not I'm not the SEO here, Carl. You are. <laughs> as much as I do know, you're you've you've definitely been in the space a lot longer than me and, and and you are around it a lot more often. But the backlinks, say you've got your target page. If you're getting backlinks to that target page, that's gonna help with the authority of that piece as well, right? And then it will, those, that authority will trickle down from the authority of the target page, trickle down into the supporting articles with having the internal linking going to those supporting pages from the target page. Is that right?
1: True. Yeah. I, in, in that sense, that links will do pass, uh, will pass authority for, for sure. I would say for an EAT evaluation though, I wouldn't be terribly concerned about backlinks. I would make sure that I am knocking out uh, these things on my own site first as, because I think that's that's where this would lie. When when Google was, is going to come in and is going to do this type of an evaluation, I don't know that it's going to use your backlinks. They might, they, they certainly might, and it makes a lot of sense for it. But I would focus on the stuff on my site first for this particular evaluation. But aside from that, you're you're absolutely correct. Those types of links—that's the whole idea—that it's this site is saying that this is good content. You know, this is trustworthy. This is authoritative. And that does mesh very well within all of those EAT type concepts. So it does make a lot of sense. I would just say, if I were approaching this, where would I start? I wouldn't start with backlinks. I would start with these other factors these, that, that are on my own side first before then doing that type of work.
0: It makes sense from one of the philosophies that I carry is that start within, um, start the growth from within. And that's basically in the camp of one page SEO, which is which is the the site structure schema, and then moving into creating content and covering more topics.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Hundred percent correct. Um, one like a, a complaint is the wrong word, but
0: well, yeah, I was so going to was gonna ask you where do you see some some people stuffing this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most of the people that want that stuff it up are really upset because they realize that um their sites are <laughs> yeah. and I think they lash out. That that's that's where I think it comes from more than anything. But um well somebody recently went to KyleRoof.com, which is my site where you can see my stuff, and they're like, you know, you don't have an address on your site. And I'm like, You're right. I'm not trying to rank for anything. That site is purely a brand promotion of myself, and that that's all mm-hmm. that it is. And so if you don't care about ranking, you don't need to worry about any of this. You know, if, if you just have, and a lot of and a lot of sites are there for that purpose. You know, they are literally just a, an extension of a business card. Like what my site is. Uh, you can ignore it. You know, you don't have to worry about it because if you do get to a certain, you will probably never because again, that site has no pages other than I think a homepage. You know, there, there's nothing to the site other than this is just who i am. so in, in that situation don't worry about it. if you're not looking to rank for anything, i, I wouldn't i wouldn't stress about it. other complaint that i saw was somebody's like, you know, i went to mcdonalds.com and they don't have an <laughs> and i was like, well, i think on the flip side, once you are a trillion dollar company, uh, you too can also ignore <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> eat signals. yes. you at that point are well known enough to google that you can get past any eat evaluation so if you're anywhere in between uh mcdonald's and KyleRoof.com, if you're anywhere in between there on the on what you're trying to do then you might want to look at these (laughs) facts
0: yeah i mean people that are googling mcdonald's near them they already have google addresses addresses on google in multiple locations which buys them probably more authority and trust than like many websites combined so it'd be hard to i think it'd be hard to beat the authority of McDonald's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing okay.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, think, I think they're well I think I think they're they're right.
1: known enough that they're, they're doing fine.
0: What's other, what's one other common, like we'll finish it up, but what's one other common misconception that you see people have when it comes to, All right, I need to build this EAT and they're misguided.
1: It's it's a, I think the last kind of problem is, is a problem that people just have in general and they really get bogged down in the weeds Rather than just like, it's better to do something than nothing. <laughs> you know, just do something. And often they get really into this like nitty gritty of like, you know, should I have this little thing here or this little thing here? And the point is just do as much as you can. You know, don't get bogged down in, in, into those small little things that I think ultimately probably don't matter. But it's the idea of like checking enough boxes as quickly as you can and getting that stuff up on your site. Don't let perfection get in the way of, 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 of progress you know of actually doing something on your site
0: i love it done is better than perfect uh kyle this has been awesome thank you so much for coming on where can we send people i'm going to have a bunch of links but i'm probably just going to send them to page optimizer pro uh which is your tool and then hv seo which is your agency uh and maybe internet what's internet marketing gold just so people know
1: that's um, the place where I've got my courses, and there are, you actually get access to 40 other courses that other people put on on all ranging topics on SEO, and uh, that's also where like my tests are and stuff like that.
0: Check it out, guys! Paid Optimizer Pro, Internet Marketing Gold, and HVSEO. Kyle, thanks so much for coming on. I'm looking forward to the next one.
1: Awesome, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks.